Welcome back, talking about Henry Wadsworth Longfellow and John Greenleaf Whittier. Um, Swim says, I smiled, and uh, when you said Henry Wadsworth Longfellow was a very British name, as he was born very American in Portland, Maine. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, am I wrong, though? Doesn't it sound very British? Henry is a very British name. Wadsworth. Wadsworth. Um, I'm looking up Wadsworth. Oh, it just comes up with buddy Henry Wadsworth. Um, it's a place in New York. It's a place in Connecticut. Oh, I guess that's an American word. Um, and what was the other? Longfellow. Come on, Longfellow sounds very British, doesn't it? Again, it just comes up with Henry Longfellow. I guess he was quite famous. I uh, didn't know. Longfellow name. The Longfellow is a boy's name of English origin, meaning tall one. Literally just meaning long fellow. <laughs> Um, what nationality is Longfellow? It's just talking about the poet again. It's Wadsworth, an Irish name. Wadsworth was a boy's name of Old English origin. Okay, so Wadsworth is Old English. Longfellow is... It says English origin. I'm not sure if that means from England or... It is just English. You know what I mean? Anyway, doesn't matter. Um, it's funny to learn that he was American, because it does sound very British. Or maybe I'm just wrong about that. Most of us know Longfellow because of his song of Hiawatha and Paul Revere's ride poems. I found the poem included in Book of Verse very poignant. He wrote it in his late 40s, which is just about the time when one starts looking back, or at least for me. Longfellow's poems were immensely popular for his day. The link below is a review of a 2020 Longfellow biography, but it gives a good overview of his life and work. Okay, from newyorker.com. So, it sounds like Longfellow was very well-known, renowned, and a great poet. And, uh, very cool. That's good. Whittier is another American poet, born in Massachusetts. Isn't this the Eng book of English verse? Like, isn't the whole point of this book that they're all from the UK kind of thing? Um... I might be very wrong about that. Whittier is another American poet, born in Massachusetts, a Quaker, uh, and a slavery abolitionist. Ab abolitionist, sorry. He is known as one of the Fireside Poets. Fireside Poets were a group of 19th century American poets, including Longfellow, associated with New England. These poets were very popular among readers and critics, both in the United States and overseas. The domestic themes and messages of morality presented in conventional poetic forms deeply shaped their era until their decline in popularity at the beginning of the 20th century. Well, there you go. It's funny how we keep getting grouped together poets that were um, like buddy poets. I find that strange. Interesting. Um, 
maybe it was designed that way. But then it's just going in order of when they were born. Maybe just because they were born around the same time, they were educated in similar institutions or the same institutions, and and that's that. Helen Selina, Lady Dufferin. 1807-1867, Lament of the Irish Emigrant. I'm sitting on the stile, Mary, where we sat side by side. On a bright morning, May morning long ago, when first you were my bride, the corn was springing fresh and green, and the lark sang loud and high. And the red was on your lip, Mary, and the love light in your eye. The place is little changed, Mary, the day is bright as then, the lark's loud song is in my ear, and the corn is green again. But I miss the soft clasp of your hand, and your breath warm on my cheek, and I still keep listening for the words you never more will speak. Tis but a step down yonder lane, and the little church stands near, the church where we may wed, Mary, I see the spire from here. But the graveyard lies between, Mary, and my step might break your rest, for I've laid you, darling, down to sleep, with your baby on your breast. I'm very lonely now, Mary, for the poor make no new friends, but oh, they love the better still, the few our father sends, and you were all I had, Mary, my blessing and my pride, for nothing's left to care for now since my poor Mary died. Yours was the good, brave heart, Mary, that still kept hoping on. When the trust in God had left my soul and my arm's young strength was gone, there was comfort ever on your lip, and the kind look on your brow. I bless you, Mary, for that same, though you cannot hear me now. I thank you for the patient smile when your heart was fit to break, when the younger pain was gnawing there and you hid it for my sake. I bless you for the pleasant word when your heart was sad and sore. Oh, I'm thankful you are gone, Mary, where grief can't reach you more. I'm bidding you a long farewell, my Mary, kind and true, but I'll not forget you, darling, in the land I'm going to. They say there's bread and work for all, and sunshine's always there, but I'll not forget old Ireland, where it's fifty times as fair. And often in those grand old woods I'll sit and shut my eyes, and my heart will travel back again to the place where Mary lies, and I think I see the little stile where... We sat side by side, and the springing corn and the bright May morn when first you were my bride. Caroline, Caroline, sorry, Elizabeth Sarah Norton is our next poem, 1808 to 1876, and I do not love thee is the poem. <clears throat> Excuse me. I do not love thee, no, I do not love thee, and yet when thou art absent I am sad and envy. Even the bright blue sky above thee, whose quiet stars may see thee and be glad. I do not love thee, yet I know not why, whatever thou dost seems still well done to me. And often in my solitude I sigh that those I do love are not more like thee. I do not love thee, yet when thou art gone I hate the sound, though those who speak be dear, which breaks the lingering echo off the tone thy voice of music leaves upon my ear. I do not love thee, yet thy speaking eyes, with their deep, bright, and most expressive blue, between me and the midnight heaven rise, oftener than any eyes I ever knew. I know I do not love thee, yet alas, others will scarcely trust my candid heart, and oft I catch them smiling as they pass, because they see me gazing where thou art. 
Charles Tennyson Turner is our next poet. 1808 to 1879, Letty's Globe. When Letty had scarce passed her third glad year and her young artless words began to flow, one day we gave the child a coloured sphere of the white earth that she might mark and know. By tint and outline all its sea and land, she patted all the world and old empires peeped. Between her baby fingers her soft hand was welcomed at all frontiers. How she leaped and laughed and prattled in her world-wide bliss. But when we turned her sweet unlearned eye, on our own isle she raised a joyous cry. Oh yes, I see it, Letty's home is there. And while she hid all England with a kiss, bright over Europe fell her golden hair. Lovely. Alright, so that's our poems for tonight. And our next poet... I'm guessing there's going to be quite a few poems by our next poet. Let me have a little quick look. Um, where are we here? Oh, actually, not that much. I'm surprised. Only five pages. But our next poet is Edgar Allan Poe. So, uh, should be some good ones tomorrow. I'm really surprised there's only five pages for Edgar Allan Poe. Maybe he didn't write that much poetry. Maybe he wrote more, um... Pros. Not sure. Anyway, something to look forward to. Until then, thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.